Welcome back to the Flower and Compass. My name is Maddie, and today we have a very, very special guest on. I'm really excited for this interview today. Um, we have Dr. Andrea, and she's a naturopathic doctor whose main focus is anxiety solutions, and she is just so amazing. I haven't gotten to talk to her much, but I'm really excited for today's interview. She also works in subconscious belief, and I'm really interested to talk to her a lot about that, um, connecting to the body and seeing what old blocks and beliefs that we have that are holding us back in our daily lives, all that kind of crazy stuff. And I'm just really excited to get into this and talk to her today. But before all that, she does have a bit of a disclaimer Yes. Thank you so much, Maddie. Thank you for letting me be on here. I'm so excited to be on here as well and just to share knowledge and wisdom. But before we start, I just wanted to say that anything that you hear today is for general purposes only. It does not replace the advice. Uh, a diagnosis does not replace treatment, does not replace an assessment of any sort. If you have any anxiety or any severe psychological, or it doesn't even have to be severe, but any psychological issues, you want to speak to your medical doctor before applying anything that you're going to learn today, because this is all general information. For some people, it might not apply, but that's why you want to go through it with your doctor. And if you don't have one, then find a good naturopath, psychologist, someone that can help you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Awesome. I would love to kick it off and talk to you a bit about your high school experience. What was it like? Did you enjoy school? Did you have a fun time at school? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really like, did you say high school or did you say grade school? High school, just school in general. High school in general. Okay. So high school, my grade school was grade school was really fun because I was in sports and I really loved everybody. Like literally I loved everyone. So I made friends easily because I welcomed everyone in. High school was a little bit harder, I think, um, just because I went to an all-girls school. And so there was a lot of pressure of fitting in, and there was a lot of pressure on our weight, our size. So there was some girls that were really, really thin naturally, and then other girls that put on weight. And I think that that was something, especially with all girls, there was a lot of comparisons, you know? So for me, I think I felt that a lot, and that was something that I wish... Like if I could go back, I mean, I can't go back because it was all a learning lesson. Uh, but now I appreciate the, our differences, right? I appreciate the fact that, you know, it's okay that we're all different. It's actually a good thing because otherwise the world would be so boring if we were all the same, you know? Yeah, definitely. So that's, yeah, that's what happened in high school. High school was really tough because there was a lot of comparisons. Definitely. You know, comparison's a really big thing in high school and it always has been. And it's, you know, being a rising high schooler, you know, I'm a freshman this year, so I definitely feel a lot of that. You know, just there's just so much comparison in high school. It's kind of insane how we just compare ourselves all the time to other people who are completely different shows than us. It's like, you know, um, mm -hmm. and I would love I know you won a school spirit award, which was actually really, really cool. Um and I would, I know that you were really also big on connecting and sharing with people. Did that kind of tie into what you're doing now? Did your kind of love for connecting with people and just being around people and sharing, you know, just have it, spending time with other people, did that influence your decision to go into the medical industry and to become a naturopath? Yeah, that's actually a good question. I always had that feeling of connection, that feeling, because I was born originally in Portugal. So when I got to Canada, I was a little bit in shock with um, how many different people there were. Like I never seen so many different people. So for me, it was like, wow, this is so beautiful. Everyone's so different. That's what I originally, what I thought when I got here. And so I always had this feeling of like, you know, I always wanted to reach out and connect with people. So I was like on the fence in high school. I was like, what do I do? Do I go into media? Cause I really like drama and stuff and presenting, or do I go into medical? And then I actually tried a year of media. I did volunteering and it was so hard. It was so hard and people are so cutthroat and they kind of backstab you. And then I thought, okay, I guess I'm going to like, you know, the medical route. But I always, always believed in more of like a natural, like from the earth, first you heal from the earth before you go to anything more conventional, you know, but now I know that there's a place for all of it, right? Like yeah. when you're really like, if you need to go into surgery, like go to surgery, don't, you know, 
imagine that a herb's going to take care of you. You know what I mean? So there's a place for everything, right? Definitely. And um, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but you won a spirit award, um, a school spirit award. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. I think that that's really cool. Yeah, I want a school service. So this was actually in my last year of grade school. And I think it was because of the fact that, you know, like there's all these like groups. And so like I was part of like kind of like the sports type of group because we always did. I always participated, participated in sports. But then I also like I knew the other groups. I knew the arts groups. I knew like the band group. I knew drama and like so because like I always connected with them and I just really like loved learning about whatever they were doing, I guess I was kind of friends with everybody. You know what I mean? That was like really important for me to like just welcome them and always be there and like to support them and stuff. And so I motivated people and I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of like always, always like, why are we frowning? Like we should be should be happy right now. This is like the best time of our lives. You know what I mean? We have no responsibilities. And so I was always kind of increasing people's energy. So I think that's why they said every time I'm around them, I increase their, their spirit or their energy. So I think that's why I won that award. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I love that. I think that that's so cool that you were yeah. just kind of friends with everyone and you should hang out with everyone. I really love that. And yeah. what advice do you have for high schoolers now? Oh, the biggest one is like the whole comparison thing. Just throw it out the garbage because it's all ego. You know, like when you great, you have like your ego is like in your mental mind, always trying to like, you should be different. You should be better. You should be smarter. You should be taller. You should be thinner. Like your ego is always trying to separate you, you know, but I think like if you go into your heart and if you really center yourself and go into your heart and you just start to really care about yourself a little bit <laughs> and put less emphasis on trying to fit into the group and just really acknowledging yourself, you know what I mean? Really, really like, who am I, you know? And it's okay to be different, you know? You don't have to fit, fit in like everybody else. I think that's the biggest thing. And like, yeah, and also I think, oh, I... I like we do this now, but it's like, you know, like being kind to other people, because if you're kind to other people, then in turn, they are kind to you. I think that's what I had. I had a lot of kindness and compassion for people back then. And I think nowadays, especially, especially when like, I remember there was a, a movie on this. My friends were telling me that a lot of like high school kids were being like super, super like, rude and putting down other kids for like a social media post or something like this. And it's just really, I think one of the biggest things that I would say is like, don't be that kid, you know, like don't be the one that puts down the other kids instead of, you know, why not create a different world? Why not create a world where it's okay that they're different? It's okay that they post and we celebrate, we celebrate their differences instead of putting people down, you know, because then it's a different world, such a different world if we could do that. Yeah. And I love that, you know, instead of putting people down, this idea of celebrating our differences, I think that that's so, just so important. Um, yeah. Yeah. And because we are all so different, like every yes. single one of us, we come from different parents, we come from different, like, like, you know, situations and, and each one of us has, like, I was thinking about this, so like I went into naturopathic medicine, but I have a good girlfriend. She went into graphic design. And then I have another friend that's in politics. I'm like, and that if we were all the same, there's no way we would be doing, like, it would be the most boring world ever, you know? Like, I have a friend who's passionate about, like, saving children, you know, and, and sex trafficking for, for children. And that's what she does. She fights for this cause. Thank God I can't do it. I'd be crying nonstop because it's a really heavy topic, you know. But she's a fighter. She can do it. Do you know what I mean? It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So thank God we're different. Because if we were the same, then we'd all be, like, just like me, you know. But, like, that would be so boring. Who would be running podcasts? <laughs> You know, it's, it's our differences that make us, yeah, it's our differences that make us unique and special because you're right. If we were all the same, then everyone would have the same gifts and then that gift would just be somewhat worthless. So I think that that's, you know, just such a great point of just celebrating our gifts and our differences and realizing that we all have different, you know, gifts. And how did you handle your stress and anxiety as a teen? 
Oh, as a teen, for sure. Like when I was in that high school, I, I went through a really bad period of like, for sure. Okay. Well, if I was telling you the bad stuff, the bad stuff is I went through a really bad period of like overeating. And that's something that I suffered with. And then when I went into, once I got into, and this is how I overcame it. So I was basically overeating with food because a lot of times people use food as, as a strat, as a treat to help deal with stress. And so that's what I was doing. It was soothing like that. But after when I got into, it was like not even three months later that I started in Taekwondo. So I started an exercise and Taekwondo gave me a lot of like discipline and like people would walk on your stomach and they force you to do push-ups. And my mind, and this is something really important for anxiety and depression, especially in kids. If you change your body, your mind will change. You change even the way that we sit, right? So if we sit like this, hunched over, versus like bringing our chest plate up to the ceiling, all of a sudden you feel different. So changing your body will change your mind. And so I didn't know that back then, but now there's research to back it up. But back then I started to change my body, right? Because I was overeating and then I was like, I need to do something about this. And then I remember talking to my parents, my parents like, we're putting you and your brother in Taekwondo. And I'm like, okay. So I went and I ended up loving it because it changed my body, you know, not, not necessarily physically making me smaller, but it actually made me strong, you know? And then they would say, imagine if there's an attacker, what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to like hit and run. And it was just like, it builds your mind and it gave you a confidence, especially as a girl, you know, especially as a girl, you're thinking, Oh my God, I can protect myself. I can get out of harm's way. Uh, something really beautiful. So that's what shifted. That's what really, like I, till this day, I always say Taekwondo saved my life because <laughs> I was in a really not happy place. Cause when, after what happened with in high school is my last year, my parents moved from the city to the suburb. And when I moved, um, most of my girls, like I had six, seven girls, and almost no one talked to me anymore because I was so far away. I was like an hour and a half away. I wasn't walking home with them anymore. I wasn't hanging out with them after school anymore. I had to go home and commute by myself for like an hour and a half. So that's, that was really hard to deal with. So that's why food was like my number one. But then next thing you know, I got into Taekwondo and then I got into fitness, teaching fitness classes and exercising, personal training, like John. And then that changed everything because I started to volunteer. And I started to teach fitness to people and I see people's faces. I worked at the YMCA and it was so much fun because it was all families and it was kids and um, it was just such, like, that was one of my best places to work because it really felt like a community, you know? It felt like everyone's working out for fun and to get healthy instead of like, oh, I need to look I need to have six-pack abs, you know? So I really like that. So that's when things changed for me, for sure. It was exercise. Exercise is what changed it. I would love to talk to you, and I know you have a lot of tips for handling stress and anxiety, but what would you say is maybe, like, kind of your top five, because there's so many tips I want to talk about, but let's just kind of start off with like your top five that have helped you the most. Yes, for sure. Okay. So let's go. Okay. Good. Well, the thing is I'm like learning research as I go. So I want to share with you some of the new stuff too, not just the stuff that I've uh, worked like used all over and over again. So one of the things, okay, number one thing for sure, that is so powerful and Funny enough, I used to do it in high school, but I didn't know it was this, and I didn't know any of the research behind it, but journaling. So journaling is a really unique thing. So it's kind of like Dear Diary, you know? Like imagine if you have like a diary or whatever. Um, and But basically what you do is you can set it at first thing in the morning, so like AM journaling, or you can do it before bed. Usually if you do it in the morning, I find that you just need to give yourself like even just 10 minutes. If that's too much, you can do five. But that's what I do. I get my phone. I put a timer on it so I don't have to think about like what time is it and if I have to rush or whatever. I make a tea and then I literally put my timer and then I'll start writing. And I, and everyone's like, well, what are you writing? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm writing. I'm just writing, just writing. I'm gonna say, I, I can start the sentence by 
okay, it's Thursday morning and I don't know what my day is going to be like today. And I'm, I'm a little bit upset about yesterday. And you just start, it's called stream of consciousness. So you're just writing anything that comes to your consciousness. It's anything. And what you start doing, once you start doing this regularly, just 10 minutes each day or even five minutes each day, you'll start seeing a pattern. Like if it's fear that you're feeling or if you're angry at something. And so you're getting your emotions out on paper because usually what happens with anxiety is we keep everything in. Even with sadness and depression, we keep everything in, all these emotions. And you know when you're a little kid and you get upset at something, you're like, ah, you like scream. And then for like five minutes, right? And then what, what happens after the kid screams? They're just done. It's kind of, it's like those little like five-year-old temper tantrums. They're just, they let it all out and then it's like, it's gone. Exactly. And that's what emotions are. Emotions are energy and motion. So it's energy that needs to move through you. And so what happens with a lot of anxiety and even depression, it's like almost like we contract, we hold on to those emotions. And that's when it gets toxic because our body's like, tight and then the next day that's scary that's so hard I can't handle that I can't handle that and you're just holding on to energy inside your muscles you're holding on to these emotions stored inside your body you know and that's what we want to work through we want to process those emotions just like little kids they process they get it out whereas us as we start getting older we don't get anything out we're like no 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 I gotta be good I can't show my feelings. I can't show that I'm upset. I'm just going to hold it all in. You know, we learn that right at a young age. I know when I was a teenager, I was holding everything in. I was so mad at so many things. I was so angry at so many things. I was so sad at some, but I just kept it all in, you know? So this was, this is one way to get those emotions out so that you can actually take a breath because you're not heavy with them in your body. You know what I mean? You're processing them. So it's really, really cool, and you will see a pattern, and this is what I've found when I do it. If I do it consecutively, even if it's just like for two weeks even, like seven to ten days, you'll start noticing as you're writing, after all the crap comes out, after all the emotions and the feelings get out, then all of a sudden your like intuition, your inner guide, right, your most inside guide we'll start like, you'll start writing creative things like, Oh, you know, today I want you to have some more time for yourself. You know, today I want you to do this something nice for yourself. It's just really interesting how like, as you're writing your thoughts and your emotions, something else will come up like a message for you will come up. And um, a lot of like CEOs that I know and like top performers, they say a lot of they're the most creative pieces will come out during their writing almost everyone i know that's a top performer journals every single person journals like it's nuts and it's almost um a way to kind of like set your intentions for the day too you know you can journal okay today i'm gonna have a beautiful day i'm gonna have you know two podcasts today and i'm gonna meet my friend later whatever and you can just set your intentions because you're writing it's almost like you're writing what you're going to manifest as well. You know what I mean? So the first part is processing emotions as you're dumping everything out. And then what's left is like this beautiful, okay, now I'm going to feel good about this. You know, I'm going to look look forward to this. So does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really powerful. And I've heard about journaling a lot. There's a lot of, I know there's another big podcast called the girly girl and she's massive on journaling and she's always talking about journaling and how she journals and that it's just was been so helpful for her and she's I don't know I think she may be a sophomore or a junior but she's a little bit older than me but she I know she went through kind of a dark period and like she's or she's talked about just how much journaling has helped her um I'm not 100% sure on all the details with it um with her but I know that she's always talking about journaling she is like sold that this is like the best thing ever and my English teacher actually has this journal at the beginning of class it's like the weirdest thing never met a teacher that's had a journal and he's like nope get your journal here's a prompt go at it just let your thoughts take you wherever and kids are always like what am I supposed to write he goes fill the page with just dump your mind (laughs) and he doesn't read it but it's just like you come into a class and you journal um so I've always heard about it 
Um, yeah. I just never. I actually call it that. I call it the AM dump. (laughs) Yeah. The morning, the morning dump, you just dump your thoughts out and you don't, you don't judge it. You know, it's only you reading it, no one else, but at least you get to get everything out. So you're not holding on to it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And I, I love when you start doing it and you start seeing the creative pieces come out, just like thoughts of wisdom, inspiration. And you're like, wow, this is crazy. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, you know, coming up with new ideas or coming up with creative thoughts, you know, at first you were just processing emotions. And then once that starts clearing and you're, you're feeling good, you're feeling at ease, then all this inspiration comes out. There's actually a really beautiful book. It's called the artist's way. Have you heard of it? I have not. The artist's way. Yeah, it's for like a lot of artists or people that want to come up with creative things, but that's what she makes you do. She makes you write at least 10 pages each day. Wow. That's a lot. 10 pages is a lot. That is a lot. So that's why I say five minutes. Five minutes is reasonable, you know? So. Yeah. And it's funny because once you start, you'll actually write more. Like first you think, I don't know what I'm going to write. And then you start writing and you're like, wow, my time's up. But I still feel like I want to write, you know? Yeah. And that's what I, you know, that's what I've kind of figured out in English is just like, at first you think that like, oh, there's nothing I can write about. And then you start going and you're like, there are five different ways that I could take this one piece in five. You know what I mean? It's like you start Mm -hmm. realizing how much you could actually write. And then I guess to me, I hear 10 pages. It's like, honestly, you know, you give you a topic and then you kind of branch that topic off into one thing. And then I feel like my mind is just like, well, what if we take it in these 10 different directions? I'm like, I can't write in 10 different directions. We have to pick one and stick with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be a really cool assignment at the start of the year in September and then have the same thought, but then like in 10 different directions till the end of the, end of the year. Then yeah. you could put it all together in a book or something. Yeah, because there is so many That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So journaling is one of them. I promise you, you will process and you dump out those emotions like something pisses you off, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, just get it out on paper. Write everything in detail. That girl, she said this. I can't believe it. Like, just get out everything. It just feels so much better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And... Do you have another? Because I know you have several different listed. Um, but I, yeah. Is there a new one that you'd like to share, or another old one that you really enjoy? Well, this one's new. This one's from a doctor in I think he's from England, and his name is I wrote it down. It's his name is Doctor Rangan Shatterjee. He wrote a book recently called Feel Better in Five. Feel better in five for five minutes because we've got to keep everything small and easy for people to do right? Because we want to make it simple. And so he created these five questions to ask whenever people are feeling anxiety. And I've started giving it to patients. And I'm really excited because it's so easy. And even just going through the questions, you're like, oh, I totally see how this drops your anxiety right away, you know? So it's really easy. But can I go through what the five questions are with you? Yes, I would love to hear them. Okay, so the, there's five questions. So when you're feeling anxious, the first one is, actually, do you want to do it on an example? Um, sure. Do you, want to? do you have an example? Okay, so I'll say the five questions and then we'll do the example, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. So the five questions are, number one, what are you feeling anxious about? Number two, what practical tool can prepare you for dealing with this anxiety today? Number three, Why is it not as bad? One reason why it's not as bad as what you think it is. Number four, what is the one reason that you can handle it? And number five, what is the upside to this anxiety? How is it actually helping you or making you grow? So those are the five questions. Now let's do an example. What's your example? I actually was going to take an example from literally just a few minutes ago because um, we kicked off this interview and I you thought anxious. I was like, oh, my God, my mind immediately went. So my intro for you was really bad, or at least I thought it was because I said it. I was like, that did not come out how I wanted it to. I like my intros to be like, here's the guest, very kind of formal. And I felt like it came off very not formal. I felt like I didn't feel prepared. Um 
what I wanted to be. I wasn't prepared as I wanted to be. So I just felt all these different, you know, emotions just about like, oh, that just after saying, I was like, oh my God, that came off so bad. What if, you know, because that's kind of your first impression with your guest is if you have a nice, well put together intro, your guest is like, oh, this person's prepared. They know what they're doing. And I felt like my intro, my intro came off very unprepared. So my immediate concern was, oh, oh no, she doesn't think I'm prepared. What if I'm not prepared? What if, or what if I'm not prepared as I think I am or as I, th- or as I think I should be? And so I had all this worry and doubt and anxiety just immediately after saying it. Wow. Okay. There's two parts there that I would love. One, I want to coach you on if you're open to it. I'll have to ask you for for permission afterwards. But first, we're going to do our five questions. Yeah? Mm -hmm. You open to it? Yes. Amazing. Okay. So number one, so what, what were you anxious about? You were anxious about? The intro and that it came off unprepared. Okay. Number two. What is one practical tool that can prepare you for dealing with this anxiety that you went through? Realizing that it's over, maybe. Realizing that, you know, it it happened. I can't go back and change it. So saying, okay, it happened. Accepting that it happened and moving on. Yeah, that's a good one. That's beautiful. (laughs) Accepting. They say acceptance is transcendence. That's a big word. But when you accept something, you can go through it and you can let it go. All right. That's good. Number two. Number three is why is it not as bad as what you thought it was? One reason why it's not as bad. Because, well, my immediate reaction is to completely kind of really get worried and anxious. Like, oh, that was a bad first impression. But looking back on it, I've had an amazing time talking to you, you know, and we still have so much left to talk about. Like this, the interview, I feel like was not in any way, shape or form direct by it. It could have been a better intro, definitely. Um, but I don't think that the in, that the interviews so far have been too much. I don't think it's been very hindered by it just because it's it was an intro. Sometimes we all have bad intros. Right. So the one reason why it isn't as bad as what you thought is because we're still going. It's yeah. good. We're good. We're flowing still, you know? Didn't stop anything. It didn't wreck anything at all. That's one reason. All right, number four. Oh, no, no, that. And then number five. What is the upside? Oh, no, no, no. I missed number four. Number four is what is one reason why you think you can handle it? Um, I'm handling it. <laughs> um, you know, we're moving. We're working through it. Um, we're talking about it, which I think is a big step in just, you know, kind of getting it out there saying, you know, instead of using some, you know, past example, I brought up an example of I felt like and the other thing is I hope maybe someone can relate to this, you know, just this example of, yeah, I feel like I messed up literally just like 20 minutes ago or however long we started to go. Um, so just kind of, I'll do better next time kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, you can handle it because you, A, you kept it going, you kept the whole flow going and your understanding with yourself. You're understanding that everyone else can go through that. Everyone else. And guaranteed other people like John for sure has had bad intros. Right? Yeah. So you know that there's some reality of like we're all human. You know, we're like perfectly imperfect. You know? Mm-hmm. So, okay, number five. Number five was what is the upside to this? Um, what is the upside? What's the benefit to you having this anxiety? Um, next time it will kind of get me ready or it'll cause me to want to be more prepared next time. So next time I have a guest on, maybe I'll rehearse the intro two or three or four more times. So I know the words and maybe I go through it again and add a sentence or two, make it a little more formal, add a little more detail about the guest, make it a little more lighthearted. I don't know. I'll like play with the intro more. Cause I, cause now that I kind of heard that, I was like, Oh, I wanted it to sound better. So next time when I do do an intro with my next guest, It'll be more well thought out and it'll just be more rehearsed. Yeah, that's, that's the upside. That's a good upside. So this anxiety that creeped in, and this is the one thing about anxiety, it's like you can flip it just so that you, when you understand it and you start dissecting, you're like, oh my God, it was actually there to try to help me. It was trying to help you. So that next time, you know, you're already like the upside is like, next time I'm going to do it differently. Yeah. Right? It's 
kind of interesting when you can take like a negative and find out how it's actually helping you, which is crazy. Yeah. Cause you're like, what? How's that possible? Like instead of just getting stuck in the bad feeling, like, do you still feel anxious about it? Um, I did a few minutes ago, like right before I was about to talk about it, I was like, should I really use this as an example? It literally just happened. And then I thought, well, that's exactly why I should use it as an example. I literally like 20 minutes ago felt anxiety. Like, I don't know if there was more, a more relatable, like off the top of my head example. So it was right there. And I just, you know, talking about it, I was able to let it go. And I think that that's just a great, you know, metaphor, not, it's not a metaphor at all. Um, but it's just a great, like practice. Yeah, it's like a tool that you have. Once you start talking about it, dissect it, and like you answered all the questions, and you're like, oh, there's even an upside to it. What? Thank you, anxiety. Yeah. You're going to be making me a better podcaster. Like, thank you so much. Thank God I was anxious. Like, that's next level, right? When you can turn around and say, thank you. Like today, for instance, I was really anxious because before I had an appointment with you, I had a couple of meetings with one with like a big engineering firm because I'm doing a masterclass in anxiety for them. And my little USB machine dropped. It didn't work at all. Like usually it's plugged in and it usually gives me Wi-Fi, nothing. I bought a 10 euro um, card, one of those data cards, and I put the new, it's brand new, okay? It's supposed to have four gigs of data. It didn't work at all. It only allowed me to make calls. It wouldn't give me any data. And I was like, oh, I have three calls today. And I have yours last. I'm like, I need data. And then I was going through it. And then as I was panicking for that second, just like, you know, because we're human, we're going to feel the feelings. So as I was feeling the feelings, I was like, no, this is happening for me. Why is this happening for me? Let's figure it out. And I'm like, oh, it's because I need a landline and I've been saying I need a landline since I got here two weeks ago, (laughs) right? So tomorrow morning before my calls, I'm going to go into the nearest mall and I'm going to pick up a landline because I don't want to worry if something drops, right? Especially when you live off your computer, right? Yeah. So it was, I got anxious about it and I was like, no, this is happening. This is working for me. How is it working for me? How is this a blessing? And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I know exactly why I'm not going to delay anymore. I've been delaying spending like a lot of money on a, on a home piece, you know, because I already paid for um, a phone back home and I don't want to let go of my number. So I was like, why do I need two phones? I don't need two phones. I can just use this small thing. No, bad idea. Invest, spend the money well and feel happy about it, right? And then you can have peace of mind. So that's why it worked out for me. So I'm like, I changed that anxiety into something really, really good. Like, I'm so grateful. Tomorrow I'm going to have the best. I'm going to love spending money tomorrow. I'm going to be like, yes, this is peace of mind. Here you go. (laughs) You know? So these five questions, if you want, I can even send it to you in an email for so you can have it if people want it. But you just literally sit down and you just answer the questions and it helps to process the anxiety right? Because anxiety, it's not a bad thing to have anxiety. It's only a bad, it's bad if you stay stuck in that emotion, right? And it makes you confused and you don't do anything. But if you're able to process it, even just writing about it, like we said, with journaling, or like you said, talking about it, then you'll process the emotion, the emotional, just like a tantrum, you know? So the second part that I was going to ask you was this, if, if I could coach you on one of the things that you said to me, because I just learned this last year from my coach and um, I would love to share it with you. Yes. I would love to hear it. Yes. Okay. So you said, you said that you, when, when you messed up on the intro, you said, oh my gosh, she's probably, she's probably thinking that if the intro is, it's good. So if the intro is um, like smooth and articulate or whatever that um, this is going to be a good podcast or, you know, so you had created in your mind a story about how I was going to feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What was the story again? What did you say? Um, what was the story? Yeah. It was just this idea that I feel like, and the other thing is I've been told that like my intro is my first, the first impression that I get to give to the guest. I can give a good intro that sets up like a good, nice, organized interview. Um, you know, it's, it, 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 I feel like it sets the, the layout 
for me to appear prepared and the guest to be like, oh, she's prepared and ready. Um, if it's not, it's, the guest is kind of like, oh, is this a waste of my time? Is this, you know what I mean? It's that concern that if I'm not prepared, if I don't come off prepared, then the guest is kind of like, I yeah. took my time, you know, to to come and be here for this. And you're not even going to be prepared enough to give me an intro. It's like that kind of just worrying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was the story. The story was that I was going to come up with the conclusion that you weren't ready or prepared. That was the story. Cause because so basically that was a story in your mind, but meanwhile, I wasn't feeling like that at all. I was just so excited to be on here. I've been on tons of other podcasts, <laughs> but I'm just excited to be here with you because I think it's so important. Like, I think what you're doing is so important. So like for me, a, a shitty intro, who cares? You know how many times I've done, pre- I've done thousands of presentations and for sure I've had a couple of shitty intros. I didn't even think about that at all. And I don't think it's, it, for me, it wouldn't judge how the rest of the podcast is going to go. Cause I, I felt like in the beginning, we're still getting to know each other, you know, mm-hmm. so you'll get more comfortable. I get more comfortable and then we can really share our gifts, you know? Yeah. So I didn't have that story at all, but you had that story. I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one of the things that I learned and maybe not for the podcast, but just maybe for another time, whenever you feel comfortable, I learned this from my mentor where my coach said to me, um, whenever you are feeling a certain way about another person because of like something that happens, you can, you can say, you know, you can say like this, I'm feeling like we had a shitty and I had a shitty intro and that maybe you might be feeling like this is not going to go that well or that I wasn't prepared. Is that just a story in my head or do you really feel the same way? And then you'd ask me and then I'd be like, no, not at all. I'm so excited to be here. I wasn't even thinking about that. And then you're like, oh, great. There goes the story because there was a story that you created. And then we go on with the podcast. Yeah. To the topic, it was just about clearing, like, sometimes we create stories in our mind and we get worried and we have doubts and thoughts and it's like it's in our mind, but it might not be the truth. And so one of the best ways is to be authentic and say, you know what, this is what I have in my head. Is this really true? Is this what you're feeling? Or is it just something that I'm creating? Because as soon as the person tells you that it's not true, then you're like, oh, my God, can you just go about your life? You know? Yeah. And I think that, and that's a really great point about this kind of stories in our head thing. And like, and I think a lot of people do that with a lot of different things is they create a story about how this person thinks about something when that actually may not be true. And they're somewhat assuming the worst case scenario. And then, you know, you confront the person about it and they're like, I did not think that about you at all. I, you know what I mean? So I think that it's just, it's weird that we can sometimes assume the worst in people almost because we assume the worst in ourselves. So we say, oh, that was really bad. They must have thought it was horrible too. And now they think that I'm a horrible podcaster. Wherein your intro may not have actually been that awful. Um, You're just being hard on yourself. And the person may not have noticed at all. They may have thought it was a great intro. So it's just, it's weird how we create those stories. Yeah, I actually didn't notice at all. That's the crazy thing. I did not notice at all because I was just like so excited to jump in. So I love this I this type of conversation that I'm having with you I love it I did a course yesterday called authentic communicate no authentic relating um if you want I can actually connect you with my friend who was hosting it and it was all about connections with people and like looking at each other's eyes and having honest conversations and that's what we're having right now we're having this honest and vulnerable conversation because it's not easy to say hey I was like nervous and doubtful about my intro you know and you were being authentic and you were showing up and there's so much learning when people can be real and not be afraid you know because because people are afraid to share because they're going to be shamed oh I can't believe she said that you know yeah but it's like what if we took things away what if we said you know let's throw that out in the garbage and let's just be real with each other because I'm the connection right mm-hmm. especially now with connection because of all the social media and stuff people are connecting like eye to eye you know like really looking at each other really listening so yeah definitely and um is there anything else you'd like to talk about because there are a few that you sent me that I would love for you to talk about um but there are any others you want to talk about specifically 
Well, there's another one that I thought was really cool that a friend of mine had reached out and I started, I, she had told me about it and then I thought about it and I was giving it to patients in the beginning. So basically it is when you feel anxious, you usually feel lots of tension in the body, like tight, 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 like, you know, especially shoulders and stuff. And one of the easiest ways to get rid of tension is basically to shake it out, to shake it out, like actually move your arms, like shake your shoulders, and you just like, you look ridiculous because you're shaking, but hopefully you're by yourself, right, in your room, like you feel a feeling, you just start shaking it out, shaking it out, shaking it out, because it actually will calm your nervous system. When you do, you know like when an animal gets hurt or if they get attacked or something sometimes they shake it out and they just let it go mm-hmm. like when they get when they stop fighting if they get away they just go like this they shake it out and they're shaking out that tension that's stuck in their body that's what they're doing so it's going back to the body and like letting it all go like really shake like for you can even shake for like five minutes if you want you know oh like move your like play some music and there's actually a connection where uh, as you're shaking, your central nervous system basically starts to release all the tension in every single muscle. And the shaking causes one of the nerves, the vagus nerve. It's the nerve that connects from the brain all the way down the spine. It causes the nerve to relax. So everything else relaxes. So your whole body's like, oh, it's not that bad. The feeling is gone. The tension is gone, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're just getting it out instead of holding that emotion in, right? Really mm-hmm. easy. So easy to do. Definitely. When was the last time you, sh- you shook? Like really shook it out? Yeah. <sighs> Trying to think. Maybe the beginning of this week, because in theater, we do like shake out where we're like, you know, we shake our wrists. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you're theater, you probably know what I'm talking about, where you just like do a full shakedown to warm your body up just to kind of get it prepped. Um, So that was the probably the last time I did it. I love that. The one that I did recently was for breath, doing breath work. And this gentleman, he was like drumming on a drum. And then he was like, shake it out, shake it out. And we were all shaking. And then he's like, lie on the floor and kick your feet and stomp your feet and so we were like lying on our back kicking our feet and it felt amazing and then we wanted to stop and he's like no five minutes and we're like we were exhausted it was like a workout but we really felt so relaxed afterwards it was like wow my body needed that right and why do our bodies need that because all day long we're in this fight or flight condition which is like our sympathetic nervous system is on sympathetic nervous system it's fight or flight and so we're always in tight tight defense defense we gotta do this we gotta do this hurry up get this done get this done you know what i mean so when you shake here it's the opposite you're letting it all go so though i just thought that that would be a really good one that's really easy but to do for anyone no matter what age yeah yeah. okay now i'll answer for the purpose i'll stop sharing these crazy things that work they work big time Definitely. And are there any other ones you'd like to talk about? Yeah, sure. Maybe there's one more. It's really good. Okay. But you'll have to do it with me if you're okay, okay. with that. Yes. Okay. So this next one is when it's used for anxiety. It's used for people that are going through depression. It's used for anyone that feels really hurt in some way. Right? So you know what? If you see an animal in the wild and if they get hurt, if they get a cut... What will they usually do with a cut? I think it depends on the animal. Sometimes they lick it. Exactly. So they start licking their hands. And why? Because it's actually a way to self-heal. It's a way mm-hmm. to self-soothe. It's a way to calm their nervous system down. If the little ch- child falls, what does the mother do? Licks it. Picks them up. But then they start rubbing your back, they start rubbing your head. As a little kid, we got pampered all the time, yeah. you know? I was thinking Both animal, over. where the mother animal licks, but yes. Yes, same thing, right? It's the same mm-hmm. thing where they literally, they'll lick the head and they'll like nuzzle and they'll, you know, rub the back or whatever. 
And so those are all self-soothing techniques that you can do. And so we are, even though we're humans, we're still have, we still have a similar nervous system where when we go through something really anxiety and really something that really shocks and scares us, one way to calm it down is to soothe us. So basically, you can work, if it's a serious thing, you can actually work with a psychologist and they can actually do it on you or they can teach you how to do it on yourself or you can just do it on yourself. And so it's a cool technique. It's called H-A-E-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-A-N-E-M-
you know, down on paper. I've enjoyed journaling in English, but it's not a really consistent thing. We, you know, we'll come in and some days we start, you know, working on stuff right away and some days we journal. So I would love to do something a little more kind of of my own free will where it's not, I'm not given a prompt. Um, uh, I think that just, you know, journaling, I feel like it's going to be big for me. So I'm really excited to do that. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm getting chills because if it's a part of your routine, it's going to be part of what makes you you. You know what I mean? Mm Because it's going to be a pillar in you. Um, Okay, so if that's going to be your takeaway, I'm going to do one too until I see you. So I'll make sure I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the shaking one because I really like it. and I don't do enough of it. And I'm going to actually, one of my um, challenges, which I want to want you to see me say is I want to post it. I want to post the shaking online for people to see it. And even though it's kind of kooky, um, for people to try it, right? Because it works. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share. This is wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And this has been great. And guys, I will have all sorts of links just to anyone who's listening. I'll have all kinds of links down in the description from where you can from for where you can find Dr. Andrea and there will be all kinds of stuff for Instagram. I know, I believe you have a website, correct? Um, oh yeah. We were going to, yeah. You the have course. your website totally and your course, course, which I'd love to talk to you, maybe kind of ending it here. I'd love to hear a little bit about this course. Yeah. Well, I'll be really quick. Um, during when COVID happened, the clinics were shut down. And so I decided to invest in a business accelerator and it was all about building a course on a topic that you're passionate about. And so I was passionate about anxiety just because I know a lot of patients suffer with it and so many people were going through it. So I was like, Oh, why don't I just teach what I teach my patients so more people have access to the basics. Cause a lot of people might not want to pay for naturopathy, you know? Um, but at the same time they might still want the knowledge so I'm like okay let's do a course so I ended up doing this beautiful course it's six it's called the anxiety six step solution and it's like the six most basic steps to how to make how to make sure you keep anxiety down and it goes over superfoods for your brain it goes through exercises for your brain supplements for your brain it goes through a body scan a four-step body scan and we can go over um, in a different podcast. You and I can go over some of those. And then the last one is a breathing, a specific breathing technique that I show you that will stop anxiety as well. So it's really cool. It's a great course. It's like the basics. And I've had um, I've had probably about seven or eight people complete it all the way. Like they bought it and they completed it all the way. And I've gotten some good testimonials. So I'm just feeling really grateful that people like it, you know? Yeah, so, that's... That's really amazing. And all that kind of stuff will definitely be down in the description. So guys, please make sure to go check Dr. Andrea out. She's been amazing as you guys have listened to through this episode. She's given so much great advice. She will definitely back on she will definitely be back on the Flower and Compass to give some more amazing advice. And that is that's all for today. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Flower and Compass. As you know, I am Maddie. We'll be back for another interview soon, and I hope you all have a magical day.